Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us at HerFantasyFootball.com so you can see our rankings before you set your lineup. Also, don't forget to uh, check us out on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday nights. And you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash Fantasy Football. I am your host, Courtney Kirby. I'm here with my lovely sisters, Brandon, Marianne Lee, Ashley Williams. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah to you, Courtney. Thank you. It's all You're done welcome. now. We're all done. So that was fabulous eight days. On to Christmas. More presents that we don't need, you know. Tis the season. Tis the season. What do you mean she doesn't need a nail science kit? <laughs> what even? I don't even know what that kit? is. I don't even know what it is. I just bought it. I was like, a nail science kit? Okay. What is this? You have to know your child, right? So I took my kid out of soccer and I put her into chess club. It's just where she thrives, okay, people? This is just who she is, all right? We all know this. Very into football just because the fact that she likes numbers, not into football because it's a sport all it is it's a nail science kit ashley so it's like making science experiments that end up turning into different kinds of perfumes so like you can mix and match to get different kinds of fragrances and it's a whole science experiment how are nails involved oh this one's the nail kit so then you like mix and match to get the nail colors to have either i don't know i haven't seen it all ashley i'm not into this stuff okay so i don't know She's into it. We buy it. We let her experiment. It's all that matters, right? Right? We all get these gifts. It's fine. It's fine. What's on your wish list, ladies? I'm going to beat my dad for the third time to win the Williams Family Championship. Is that the wish list? That's on the wish list. Uh, By the (laughs) way, we're wearing our Christmas decor, but I'm the only one who wore an ugly Christmas sweater. I'm also marrying Halloween and Christmas because I'm in the dark. There's a lighting issue right now. But anyway, I look a little like Morticia Adams if you're watching us on YouTube, but I'm into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, we all play in a family league, and um, we don't talk about it much because uh, husbands get touchy, especially Ashley's because I kicked his ass last week. And um, oh. yeah. Oh. Me- oh. oh, That's what you get when you yeah. depend on Mike Evans. Oh, oh. Check it out now. Uh, uh, That's what happens when you have one player that scores 40 points. Either ways, you would have gotten your I was just saying. I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. I, although rub I will it in, say. Rub it in. One player. Well, I lost Antonio so he, Brown, though. So, I mean, like, you win some, you lose points. That's true. But still, I mean, it's only four points for Antonio Brown. Still. It was two points was, for Antonio Brown. Uh, I guess it was PPR. We, yeah. we, we had a chat, though, <laughs> because um, we talked about the fact that he didn't play Blake Bortles. Which he was Major upset about, right? Right. But it turns out if he would have played Big Bortles, you guys would have been tied, and he still would have lost with a tiebreaker. So I was like, "See, it just wasn't meant to be." I just got destroyed by Dad, like utterly destroyed. I think it was like the second, it was like the highest or second highest score of the entire season against me. I think he had like three players have between thirty and forty points. I'm like, yeah, because he had Kareem Hunt, so like he, he had, had a crazy Hunt, game too. Uh, he, I think he literally had three or four players with over Didn't 30 points. did he have points. Gordon, too? Mm, no. 
I don't know. I don't know, but it he was, scored it was a million. Was Either way. He's super good. He's super good. You two guys were the best teams this year. You deserve to be in the championship. Congratulations. We actually just got our uh, friend here, Jerry, on YouTube, just thanked us for being on DeBortles instead of Cousins this week or last week. And yes, and we'll be saying the same thing this week, friend. So <laughs> yes. um, that's right. <laughs> Streamer I mean, of the week. Stay tuned, but you know where we're going with stay this. Stay tuned. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, pretty exciting uh, stuff. Uh, so hopefully everybody is going to get what they want uh, also for the holidays. Uh, Ashley, uh, do you have anything other than winning? Well, uh, Ashley is in the championship for the Sirius XM host league. Yep. Feeling pretty I'm good about it. I got a good team. For the post draft host league for Sirius too. I think out of, I think there's four leagues and two of them have her fantasy football in the championships. Yep. Yep. Definitely wasn't me. Definitely. So it's well, I'd you like didn't do one win. of these leagues, so that's part partly why. I'm in a dynasty league, for right? But I'm talking about the ones that they did the redraft. Yeah, oh, redraft. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like so. that, and I'd like some AirPods. You know, AirPods. Okay. What? Okay. Good for you. I like it. All right. All right. Well, I want to get through this show in an hour and 30 minutes. So that is our goal, people. That is my Christmas wish. Less We're going to do it less than. Less than. And a uh, little early Christmas gift to you. No Thursday night game. But there are two Saturday night games. Or two Saturday games. So set your lineup Saturday morning. Listen to our show Saturday night. We'll help you through your Sunday and Monday games. Because there's two games on Monday as well. So let's get into this. Pro Bowl selections were announced today. Happy Pro Bowl. Almost as good as uh, what's the game at the beginning of the season that nobody the cares about? The Hall of Fame game. game. <laughs> Almost as good. Almost as good. Oh, Lord. The Hall of Fame game. <laughs> so we're going to go through some of the guys who have been picked for that as well. Obviously, there's going to be replacements, so who knows? Maybe others will be picked as well. But let's start off with the Saturday 4.30 Eastern game with the Indianapolis Colts, the Baltimore Ravens. That's how we like to start off week 16 right there. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to be real with you guys. Like, the only person I want in the Pro Bowl is Case Keenum. Yeah. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the Colts. The point is the Colts don't have anyone in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> so I brought up Case Keenum because I love him. Uh, yeah, go. no, I mean, this is the first time that no Colts have been selected for the Pro Bowl in 20 years if there is not an alternate. So that's pretty crazy. Wow. And I can't it's imagine crazy. who the alternate would be. Frank Gore wouldn't have been an alternate of some sort. Yeah, but there's just so many good dynamic running backs that can do everything. I mean, Frank Gore is a classic, but I think it's difficult to put him on the Pro Bowl. Uh, listen, I don't get it. The NFL gets to flex uh, two games into prime time, and somehow the Colts run Thursday night football and now Saturday football. And uh, nah, anyway, I do know. So just in case anyone was wondering, because someone did ask me about the flex rules, uh, they can only flex games into Sunday night. Not um, The Saturday and Thursday games are just – they are what they are. So that's why the Colts uh, – <laughs> are a frequent flyer. We, we have no idea. Um, it's intriguing though to me because this week, you know, there are, there's no Sunday night football either. No, but there are two games on Christmas day on Monday, including one at night. So I don't understand. Like, so it's cool. We can't have a Christmas Eve game, but we can have a Christmas day Eve game. I'm anyway. sure it's a Santa Claus thing. 
I'm sure. So mm. anyway, Santa has told us this is our schedule, so get ready. <laughs> uh, Jack Doyle, seven catches for 47 yards last week. So again, he's a PPR mainstay. If you're in a PPR league and you have Jack Doyle, I don't know how you start anyone else this week. Uh, the position is really, really dicey. Uh, I did want to say that two weeks ago, Jesse James managed 10 catches for 97 yards against the Ravens. Now, Roethlisberger is a little bit different than Jacoby Brissett, um, but hashtag goals, right? Uh, especially since tight ends haven't scored a touchdown on Baltimore since Deion Sims and Zach Miller did it in week six, if you can believe that. So the yardage is good. The catches are good. The touchdown is not likely. So again, PPR only. Uh, do you need six to 10 fantasy points? Max, Frank Gore's your guy. Every week, guys, yep. every week. I feel bad because they just can't get near an end zone because Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback. Pagano's the coach. There's just a lot of issues going on. So what can he do? Um, Brissett managed 158 yards against Denver last week. That is it. He did rush in for a touchdown, so I gave him a little bit of a boost, but he is not a championship caliber streaming option this week. And for that reason, you also can't trust Hilton in this matchup. Antonio Brown went crazy on Baltimore with 213 yards, but it's been five games since the wideout has scored a touchdown against Baltimore. Even with or without cornerback Jimmy Smith. So um, I'm not going to say that Hilton is Antonio Brown level right now. I, I think that's yeah. fair. He always can go off for 150 yards, but more than likely it's going to be 25. Mont Dante Moncrief is out, has been out for two weeks, still not practicing, officially questionable, unofficially not even an option in the most dire circumstance, but whatever. And then no kicker and no defense. Boom. The Ravens. Unless it was like that one guy's league where if you scored more than 10 points, you lost points. Do you remember that, guys? Yeah. Yes. The, 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 oh, gosh. What was the um, flex called? It was like a um, SpongeBob flex. I don't know, but it was so something good. Something crazy like that. Yeah. It and had we're to like, be yes. In that case, Dante Moncrief will scumbag. not be. No. Scumbag? Frank Gore no. is the perfect scumbag flex we can't yeah. remember what it's called because he never goes over that 10 point mark and he's about six to ten yep. in yes. standard in standard and ppr sometimes he gets to 11 or 12. interesting Ashley, interesting position i'm into it well shockingly enough guys with the most anemic offense in football None of them were selected to the Pro Bowl. Uh, three defensive players, Otrell Suggs, CJ Mosley, and Eric Weddle were all selected. But again, not shocking that an offensive player was not selected. Uh, in terms of a start, Alex Collins, who prior to last week's game had had four games, great games in a row. Uh, last week, he rushed 12 times for 19 yards and had five catches for 33 as an Alex Collins owner, that did not get it done. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, it was not the kind of day that you're hoping for, but this week you should be able to turn it around and bounce back to double digits. So I feel okay about um, Alex Collins. You can absolutely play him. Sleepers, Mike Wallace caught six of 10 targets for 89 yards and has a great matchup this week. He is a solid wide receiver three option. Uh, Jeremy Macklin is not likely to play this week with a knee injury, so that ups Wallace's stock a bit as well. Michael Camp Camparnio, cannot say his name, Campanero, excuse me, Michael Campanero will replace Macklin if he can't play. So keep that in mind. Again, you do not you do not dip this low in your playoffs and your championship game. You just don't do it. You just no. Uh, Buck Allen rushed 13 times for 70 yards and had one catch for four. Allen has flex value, I will say, and is a great in this great matchup in which it is very possible for two backs to do well. So um, 
I think Buck Allen and Alex Collins are actually going to score this game. So I think that is somebody else that you can flex. Ben Watson's also interesting to me because he caught all four of his targets, 74 yards and had a touchdown. And I think that he will also benefit from Macklin being out and is a decent streaming option with the Colts giving up a touchdown about half of their games. So I think there's a good chance that he could score. So if you're someone that needs potential upside, I think Ben Watson could be your guy. Bench, Danny Woodhead, uh, you know, he was targeted seven times. It was only for 31 yards, only one rush attempt. There's just not enough volume to even remotely consider him in your lineup. Boom. All right, move on to Saturday night, the 8.30 Eastern game, Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. This is enticing. It is enticing. And by the way, it was called the Sandbag Flex. Sandbag, sandbag. Felix, Felix, let us know on Twitter. Thank you, Felix. Sandbag yes. Flex. Sandbags. Up to 10 points, but not over, or you don't get any points. That's sad. The Scumbag Sorry. Flex must be like a five-point max. <laughs> yeah, Scumbag. Yeah. Scumbag, sir. You can only put Mike Evans in there. <laughs> yeah, just Mike Evans. Oh! <laughs> call it the Mike Evans Flex. <laughs> you guys. The poor guy. Oh, stop oh, it. Oh, calm. Come on now. Anyway, <laughs> slightly bad. You know, I'm more optimistic, which is the Vikings. Uh, Adam Phelan was selected. Again, I'm not surprised, but you, you never know. You never know the Vikings, whether they're going to get the love that they deserve, but he was selected for the Pro Bowl. Um, as well as some other players, Xavier Rose included in that. So, and they both get a start, so which is great. Now, who you're starting from this team is what I will say is Kyle Rudolph. I had a little bit of back and forth with somebody on Twitter, and I hope he played Rudolph because, yes, he was only targeted two times, but he caught both of them for 17 yards, but he did get the touchdown. So as I said Sunday morning in this exchange, Rudolph is good for at least one red zone target and more than likely a touchdown, like minimum at least one red zone target. So he may not get a touchdown this week, but I think it's he was is good for at least 50 yards, and he probably will score again. So um, he's a good another good option. Again, I know that his but targets that news are going down. Screwed everybody up. Everyone thought he was out, and then he became doubtful, and then he became questionable, and then he was playing. And I think a lot of people sat him out of fear, which is really too bad. We told which him I get, him, but we we know. did tell you. To, I mean, that morning I said, you know, he's playing. So I mean, if he's playing, yeah. he's good for at least a red zone target and more than likely he'll catch that. And he did grand only had two catches total for the whole game, but at least he got you the touchdown. That's the upside that you look for with a tight end. That's really all that you can ask for. So that's because they murdered Cincinnati. He didn't it was, catch more than one touchdown. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be that brutal though. I mean, it was, it was a beat. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater for fun. They're like, let's send a feel good. God. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, but Adam Thielen, though, in this beatdown, apparently, wasn't part of this game, which was disappointing. So, yes. Screw but I lot, would like a lot of us over I, a lot, myself included. Um, I would like to point out, though, that fantasy football is all about mitigating risks and playing the odds, right? And the odds were in your favor that Thielen would put up the points like he has all season long. It just didn't happen. He caught three of five targets for 30 yards last week. But this week, he's up against the Packers, who give up the fifth most points to wide receivers. He should have a good week, okay? You can play Thielen. Don't play him just because – don't not play him because he burned you last week. Again, you want to play the odds here. And the odds are, based on all season long, that he will get, get you decent fantasy points. So you're still I did bump him down Thielen. in the rankings from, like, four to six. Okay. Well, Let's take wow. that, Thielen. <laughs> 
Well, because this is a great matchup, I'm also going to say Stefan Diggs is a must-start, catching five to six targets for 30 yards and a touchdown last week. He is also a must-start for me because, again, it is a really good matchup. Now, both backs had great weeks last week, which um, is great because they have a great matchup this week as well. Latavius Murray rushed 20 times for 76 yards and a touchdown, plus a catch for 28 yards. And Jarek McKinnon rushed seven times for 24 yards and caught seven of eight targets for 114 yards. Uh, I think you can play both of them with confidence. If I had to pick one, I prefer Murray just because I like his touch count a little bit more than I like McKinnon's um, over the last month or so. But I think you can play both of them and feel good about it. I also think you can stream Case Keenum. Uh, 20 of 23 for 236 yards, two touchdowns. And it could have been a much better game. I shouldn't say much better, but even better game if it hadn't been a blowout and they decided to pull him. He is another good streaming option. And as Brandon said, bench is Teddy Bridgewater. But I just have to point out that he did come in and play he completed zero of two passes and had an interception for the short time that he played, which just so happens to be the first time that he's played since 2015. So while it was maybe not what you were looking for, Teddy, I'd like to say welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. But needless to say, this performance will not stir up any quarterback controversy, which is good because Case Keenum should be the quarterback that they're riding and died with right now. So Perfect. Packers. Huh. Okay. Well, Green Bay, uh, no one made the Pro Bowl. Uh, so there you go. Um, I'm hoping actually Devonte Adams though gets in as an alternate because frankly he's been incredibly good been as good, yeah. someone who is filling in and and is a solid target for a fill-in quarterback. So I'm a little disappointed, frankly. I think he's definitely the guy that I would like. Aaron Rodgers was sent to IR. It is over, everybody. You cannot play Aaron Rodgers as much One as you and want done. to. Uh, once they were out of the playoffs, which happened once the Falcons won that game on Monday Night Football, which also guaranteed me my passage into the championship of the Williams Family League, um, <laughs> it, they decided that they were going to you know, pull the plug. And frankly, I'm a little upset they let him play anyway. It seems like that collarbone was not fully healed. But even him not being 100%, he threw for 290 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions, though. So uh, it was all very tough. He also rushed for 43 yards, so he didn't even care about the collarbone. He just really wanted to get the playoffs, and it just did not happen. happen. Um, I do want to tell you now that Aaron Rodgers is um, not being a ball hog anymore, and I understand why he was doing that. The, I want to say that you can start Jamal Williams, but right. unfortunately, I don't know if you can. You know, I have only given my husband bad advice three times this season, and all three times it's been about the Green Bay Packers running backs. I and Literally, I have told him to start or not start them on the opposite weeks that he should do it. And every other time, I'm 100% correct. And, man, I cost him his game last week because I was like, they've got to run the ball. you got to at least have Jamal Williams in there as as a flex. It was just And I flex. said not to play Jamal Williams on our SiriusXM show. I said that nobody scores against them. You can't play right. Jamal Williams. And sure enough, well, as a flex though in a deep league, it it wasn't yeah. a horrible pick, but it was deep really league. bad in the end. But yeah. anyway, it looks like actually Aaron Jones is rearing his head again, so it could actually be him instead. He did outrush, and if you look at the uh, amount of yards per um, carry here, uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, Minnesota goes up the absolute fewest fantasy points to uh, running yeah, backs, like so it. it's going to be ugly anyway, so you can't start either of them in any capacity. Devontae Adams is the only receiver that you start with Brent Hundley under center, but he's in concussion protocol after getting a brutal hit from Thomas Davis last week. 
week that actually got Davis suspended for two games. So, um, yeah, I would not, I would make other plans. I don't know if this is going to happen for you. And then, you know, it could be a major blowout. So you bench kicker, defense, everyone else, I'm out. You're out. You're out. All right, Brandon, tell us a little something you got going on. All right, everybody. Have you heard of Zola.com? That is Z-O-L-A. Zola Registry has everything you love about your favorite department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and more. They have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds. It's so easy to use for both the couples and their guests, which is awesome. And I wish that they had this when I got married Wah. to sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry. Go to Zola.com slash fantasy football. They have a group gifting feature for like the higher end gifts that you feel bad asking for, but then people can go in on it and just spend as much as they want, which is really nice. I love you that. I mean, that's just so great because I always felt really weird scanning the gifts that were mega expensive. I was like, I don't think I was going to buy this. But now you can be like, well, four people can buy it for me and that'd be great. Um, you can personalize your registry with pictures and notes and all sorts of stuff. They have price matching and free shipping every single day. And they have a great app that's easy to, easy to use so it can be mobile. They also have a free suite of wedding planning tools like free wedding websites and guest list managers. It's amazing. And again, to sign Sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry. Go to Zola.com slash fantasy football. That is Z-O-L-A.com slash fantasy football. All right. Let's Zola right into the next matchup, shall we? Sunday morning, 1 o'clock Eastern games. The Cleveland Browns, the Chicago Bears. This is just how I want to start my day. Yeah, Juggernaut. exactly. Thank Juggernaut. you. I was like, mm -hmm. wow, Courtney put the best one first. I right at the it. top. Yep. Right at the top. Okay, so here's the deal. No Browns in the Pro Bowl. I wish I had my um, not shocked GIF that I could use here live, but I can't do that. Um, on Monday, Coach Hugh Jackson said that he couldn't commit to Deshaun Kaiser being the starting quarterback in week 16. Later that day, it was announced that indeed Kaiser would be the quarterback. And then today, poor Duke Johnson was talking to the press, and as reported by Mary Kay Cabot on Cleveland.com, um, basically, she said in a tweet, Duke Johnson acknowledged that Deshaun Kaiser's confidence is probably shot, but it's up to friends, family, and teammates to help him keep his head up. I, what? And by teammates, everyone but Josh Gordon, apparently. I... It is so unacceptable how Coach Hugh Jackson has handled the this Deshaun Kaiser situation and has completely bombed this whole team out. I think he should be the one who gets benched, and I don't know why they're saying they're going to extend him and all this other garbage. What has he done that has merited this kind of treatment of his quarterback? I mean, just gross gross and i'm not well getting... they have to keep uh they have to keep a coach they can't keep firing their coach every single year because it's just not building a team you have to get a coach time to build a team now it is not just the coach's fault with this quarterback situation it is a cleveland cultural part so i have a feeling it starts the very top of ownership because it is every year doesn't matter who the coach is for cleveland they destroy every quarterback that plays plays there in cleveland it's amazing you can't treat people like that that are supposed to be the leaders of your team 
You can't. You can't do it. You get Deshaun Kaiser, who has all this raw talent, but he obviously needs to get groomed, and then you get rid of Josh McCown literally the day you draft this kid? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. Josh McCown went and, and won games for the Jets. He's amazing in the locker room. He could have taught this Kaiser kid a thing or two. And by the way, the, this guy, Deshaun Kaiser, seems open to learning. There's just no one there to teach him. He's just, like, thrown to the wolves. Of the Anyway, I am raging raging i have never seen a head coach treat a brand new starting quarterback like this it's uh, unacceptable unacceptable and then a, a few more of her tweets hugh jackson acknowledged that drafting a quarterback in the second round like kaiser doesn't mean he's 100 percent your quarterback of the future he said it's important to keep improving the quarterback room Mm -hmm. Hugh Jackson, also this is the second tweet, Hugh Jackson no longer saying that Deshaun Kaiser is the Browns quarterback of the future, but Bears coach John Fox is very confident that Mitch Trubisky is Chicago's. Uh-huh. Yeah, Trubisky. that's what you say. That's what you say yeah. because until you have another one, he is your quarterback of the future, moron. Anyway, I'm done raging. Yeah. Just GTFO. That's what I'm saying to you, Hugh Jackson. Anyway, last week was terrible for the Browns when they faced the Ravens. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. We won't debate that. Both the, uh, Duke Johnson, though, and Isaiah Crowell fared the best. Um, still not great. Uh, Duke Johnson did score a touchdown. Isaiah Crowell was, you know, his mid-tier self. They're flex-worthy in super deep leagues because um, I believe they are going to have to rely on the run, especially since they don't believe in this Kaiser kid. Uh, the Bears have been pretty good against the run this year, albeit teams um, – uh, against teams that really weren't good at running the ball, right? So the last few games, this is who the Bears have gone up against. Detroit, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit again, and Green Bay when they were a three-headed monster with Ty Montgomery, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams. But Cleveland isn't good at running either, just as an offense. So um, don't expect miracles. Uh, the, you know, all those teams lacked a 100-yard rusher, but... Um, and there was only one receiving touchdown and one rushing touchdown over those six games. So it's like, it's kind of a, like, is it a bad matchup? Is it a good matchup? Is this a good team or a bad team? Meh. Um, if you have Josh Gordon, I know I can't convince you to sit him. So you're just going to have to play him, and that's fine. Uh, last week, he caught five of his 11 targets for 47 yards. He catches 42.9% of his targets, and that is what it is. And he also has Deshaun Kaiser as his quarterback, Hugh Jackson as his coach. No one else can be considered. The only good thing that came out of covering the Browns this season is that um, Evan Silva, the big guy over at Roto World, is now following me on Twitter because we talked smack about the Browns together. So um, thanks, Evan Silva. I'm one of the lucky 773. I appreciate it. Nice. How about On the, bears? the bears? There it is. <laughs> Highlight of the Browns. There it is. All right. So none of the Bears made the Pro Bowl. Um, there are some nice young defensive players on this team, but there were a lot of injuries on that side of the ball, so it doesn't surprise me. But maybe one of them will make it as an alternate. I like Adam Shaheen if he plays. Why? Because the golden rule is that you start tight ends against Cleveland. Now, Shaheen was a surprise inactive last week. In fact, actually, I was in a league where I didn't really care about the team. It was like in a constellation bracket, and I was like, Rrr. Uh, and I actually didn't switch him out in time because it was so unexpected that he wouldn't play. Um, he has actually had a really good catch rate, and he's graded out as a really good tight end. Deion Sims is his backup. Sims hasn't really done anything, so I don't think I'd like that. But you will know for the 1 o'clock game. Uh, Kendall Wright has two games in a row with double-digit targets. Over two games, he has 17 catches for 188 yards. No touchdowns, but we can't ignore that. I actually think he is one of the more decent uh, – spot starts if you need it 
So, um, it's something streamer that I, there. a little streamer, if you're in a Marquise Lee Antonio Brown desperate situation, because he's available in 94% of Yahoo leagues right now. So that's pretty crazy. Go and check it. Sadly, the Dontrell Inman train left the station and it's a mm. sad station. Uh, Jordan Howard. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why they've run out Benny Cunningham, Tariq Cohen. I can't even talk about that right now. Um, this coaching staff is also crazy, but at least they're not totally rude to their quarterback. Um, I'd consider playing Mike Nugent if you lost Greg Zerline. We'll get into that in a little bit here. Um, I think the Bears will score, and I think they'll have a lot of field goal opportunities. So oddly enough, I think Mike Nugent might be your surprise start at the quicker position this week. Defense is banged up but they're playing the Browns and uh, Mitchell Trubisky is not a starter, but at least people are nice to him. Boom. All right. We got the Detroit Lions, the Cincinnati Bengals for the Lions. Cornerback Slay is on the bench for the Pro Bowl. So we will see if he makes it in. As for real life fantasy, (laughs) because that's where we are. Uh, Matthew Stafford, listen, I feel nothing for Stafford feel absolutely nothing. I think he's the perfect definition of a lukewarm player. Okay? He's just sitting there. High floor, though. High floor this week. Sure. Sure. Against the Bengals? They don't even have any defensive players playing anymore. I understand that. Six touchdowns to four interceptions over the last four games. You do you. We have him ranked number seven. So... I'm guessing you don't have any better options, but it, I just don't feel warm and fuzzy putting him in on my championship. I just don't. I just don't. I don't care how high the floor is. The ceiling is 17 points. So it is what it is. Uh, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. You can continue to play Jones in your lineups. He had 85 yards off of three receptions. He's a big play guy. Yep. One of the best averages per catch um, for yards. I love him. Keep playing him i think he's going to find the end zone as well this week as far as tate he hasn't been as consistent this year he's had under seven fantasy points in standard leagues four times in the last five games i would try to find a better flyer like kendall Wright that brandon mentioned earlier one that isn't going up against a team that gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers i know brandon says there's nobody on defense but they've still been playing very well detroit's defense and fantasy act like stopping people, not in fantasy points, but stopping people. Um, Detroit's defense is ranked number nine. They are fifth in fantasy points for defenses. This is a great matchup for them because like their defense, they have nobody on the offense other than AJ Green. Uh, Matt Prater hasn't um, hasn't had a great game in the last three weeks, but this is a great matchup. I, I think he's going to do well. He's still seventh for kickers and fantasy points, so I like him. Theo Riddick is in my sleeper category. Riddick injured his wrist last week, but he is practicing in full, so I think you can just slide him into your flex this week in PPR leagues. He had a tough week before injuring his wrist, when he fu- and then he fumbled the ball previously to it. Um, so that wasn't amazing, but I don't see that happening again this week. And gosh darn it, Eric Ebron. He made it into the top 12 in rankings. Whatever. I hate him, but how can you argue with a guy that has seen 18 targets over the last two weeks? You can't. You can't. You can't. Maybe that's even why I'm taking out some of my anger on Stafford is because he just chooses to have Eric Ebron as such a big part of his game. Still not getting the fantasy points, but fine uh as for the cincinnati Bengals, obviously aj green made it uh not a starter but he's there and then gino adkins is the starter as far as green whatever is going on with dalton is affecting green 
right? He was only targeted four times last week. Luckily for you, Detroit is a better matchup than Minnesota, but not by much. Only one wide receiver has had double-digit fantasy points in standard scoring since week nine. So this might be yet another really tough day for Mr. AJ Green, but we all saw what happened when you benched your stud last week. They're going to Mike Evans all over you. Okay? So you can't do that. you got to keep AJ Green in your lineup and move on. Running backs, Mixon played throughout the whole practice on Wednesday, but has yet to be cleared from concussion protocol after missing the last two games. He was in the same spot last week, and he was never cleared. So that is not necessarily like he's going to start because he's playing in practice. But if he does get cleared, I think you're going to start him. If he's ruled out, then I'm starting Giovanni Bernard, who has had double-digit fantasy points the last two weeks. Mixon has been out. Detroit gives up the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. It seems to be the only thing working for the Bengals at this moment is the running game. So I think, you know, sometimes you're like, they're just going to throw it because they're so behind. I think at some point they're just going to run it because they're so behind. It just, yeah, it's it's fine. Let's just end this game. Yeah, let's just just do what we're good at and move on. Um, and, And therefore, I like Tyler Croft. I don't hate him, I should say, this week. This is a great matchup, finally, for him. And although he has been awful, guess what? So are most tight ends. Croft is not alone on a little island here. He's with all of his little tight end buddies who have sucked on and off all season long. So he might be able to find the ins on this week. I know it's risky. I get it. Tight ends shouldn't be in fantasy football. I agree with you. But here we are. They're there. Croft's available. Andy Dalton obviously is on your bench. 113 yards last week. Zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Second game being benched in a row. I love that 50% of leagues still own him. Just makes me giggle inside. Cincinnati's defense, obviously, out of the top 20 in our rankings and in fantasy points. You can't play them. You're not going to play the the kicker. All right, the Los Angeles Rams, the Tennessee Titans. All right, you guys. So the Los Angeles Rams have the second most amount of pro bowlers. It was uh, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Johnny Hecker, who's the punter, Greg Zerline kicker, and returner Farrow Cooper um, are all pro bowlers. Um, the fact that Farrell Cooper made a pro bowl is just, <laughs> uh, they, I'm just saying. Listen, their special teams it. are special. They really they are, are great. They so are. I, I agree. And and by the way, if you watched, um, I think it was, was it Hard Knocks? What's the other one? The one that's on Amazon Prime. It's not Hard Knocks. I'm sure our listeners here on YouTube are going to tell a me. Fo- a, uh, football Life? Uh, no, 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 but anyway, oh, like a reality uh, one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Rams were on both hard knocks and this other longer series, but right. you got to see that, um, the only person that stayed really, uh, when the new coaching staff took over was the special teams coach who was the interim head coach. And he was just not prepared for that. Um, but he's a great special teams coach. So I'm really glad they kept him and I'm glad that they were recognized. So, so I was going to give a little shout out to that show. Um, and sadly, horrible news, horrible News, all or nothing. Yes, thank you, Craig Hall on YouTube. Thank you. All or nothing. Fantastic yes. series. You should totally watch it. Greg Zerline went on IR today. Mayday. Mayday. <laughs> terrible, terrible news. I mean, no, you guys, he's consistently getting you 11 to 17 points what every was game. The tweet? What was the tweet you sent us, Brandon, today when it happened? I think it was just no with long. I just, I don't even know if I responded. 
No, the tweet about fantasy sports. He's out on IR on a back injury. Yeah. He's been carrying around all your fantasy teams all season long. Oh, I didn't say that, but someone else probably did. Good for them. Uh, Yeah. So he has a back injury. It's devastating news um, for fantasy players that have been relying on him to play with kickers. It's also devastating for the Rams. They used him a lot. There's a reason why he's in the Pro Bowl, you guys. Uh, So they have replaced him with a guy named Sam Ficken. Who is this person? We don't know. Uh, No, I looked it up. He's a Penn State alum. He was with Kansas City. Um, But this is going to be his NFL debut. So you can't start him. You're going to have to look elsewhere. We're going to bring up people throughout the whole show to start instead. Uh, unfortunately, Robbie Gold is going against Jags this week. Otherwise, Courtney's always no. been the name. Um, but this he's week, a, he's like a top five kicker this year. Yes, yeah, so good. So good. Courtney was all over that all year. But um, this week, I'd be a little trepidatious. But listen, we're going to give you options. It's sad. It's true. But please, you need to pull Greg Zerline immediately. It's a huge day. Um, you always start Todd Gurley. It's a bad matchup. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. He played Seattle last week, and I don't know. He did okay. Please. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. won me my championship. You won you your championship. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start this defense against Tennessee right now. I'm sorry if you're watching Marcus Mario to play. It's just it's interesting, and I think the Rams are going to be very good against him. Uh, it's a medium matchup, so I'm expecting about 16-ish points from Goff maybe. Uh, in these tougher matchups, like I've been saying over the last few weeks, they game plan differently. They didn't need him against Seattle, so he just barely played. They just let Todd Gurley do it, and – they did the opposite of what they did the last time they played Seattle, and then they murdered Seattle. So, you know, and poor Seattle. They kind of poured their heart out trying to win that Jags game. I just think they just didn't have anything left in them. It was just a weird game. Um, but this week I think it'll be kind of middle. But I will say that Robert Woods is back to being the number one guy, which leads me to I don't know what to do with Cooper Cup or Sammy Watkins. I would try to find other options if you can. Um, but I would play uh, Robert Woods if you can. And even his first week back, you know, you can't argue with seven targets targets and a touchdown. So, uh, and there you go. We don't talk about the tight ends. So I'm done. Um, I think this is the week the Tennessee Titans defense is going to be done. I think it's kind of like that Denver Broncos moment where they just kind of, the defense just was crap for a while is because their offense was so bad that it was just like, I, we can't play 80% of the game every week. And this is a really good offense. It's very dynamic. It's really hard to keep your spirit up all game. So I think this might be the game that the Titans break. Um, defensively, obviously, offensively, they've never been put together. It's broken. Um, as far as the Pro Bowl, they got a tackle, defensive tackle, and a punter. Brett Kern will be starting in the Pro Bowl. Very exciting for the Tennessee Special Titans. teams. Special teams. <laughs> um, which I'm sad Delaney Walker didn't make it because I do love him. He's still a starter. Um, third touchdown in the last four games and has had 10, tar- had 10 targets last week. This isn't a bad matchup. I think he is a must start. As far as sleepers, we get the DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry train we're on. This is a great matchup, actually. The Rams give up a lot of points to running backs. But, man, how these two have really struggled. For yeah. the most part, Neither of these running backs have done well. And against the Rams, running backs either blow up or they're absolutely awful. There is no in-between. It's either 20 fantasy points or six. So it's not pretty. And if you look at your little Murray, Henry owners, you realize that 
most of the time they're at the six, right? So they're probably going to be at the six again this week. Sorry. It just is what it is. And they're probably the Titans are going to be playing from behind. So they're going to be throwing the ball because they're willing to do that. They're not the Bengals. So they're willing to just throw the ball out and ditch the running backs. Um, and for that fact, Richard Matthews, this is a tough matchup for him. But I will say there is upside just for that fact. I think they're going to be airing the ball out, at least in the second half, where he's going to see his, his big points. Now, he could catch three passes for 80 yards and a touchdown. That's literally a possibility. Uh, last week, out of eight targets, he had 95 yards and a touchdown. So it's something that might happen. Now, he might also do awful because the Titans are awful. But it, it there is upside. There is upside for Richard Matthews, who's always been Mariota's favorite target after Walker. Now that he's healthy and on the field, I think that's the guy you're going to be going with. As far as on your bench, obviously Marcus Mariota. We have him ranked number 19. 19th, Mariota was decent last week, but now he's playing the Rams. They give up the seventh fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. He cannot be trusted in your championship. Tennessee's defense is 20th, ranked 20th, but really they should be out of the 20, out of the top 20, because that's really where they are in fantasy points. And this is a tough matchup. And then Ryan Suckup, listen, Suckup is not the problem. Suckup is great, but they can't kick a field goal. They got to get the touchdowns, especially against the Rams. There's no way they're going to be kicking field goals. Therefore, you can't play Suckup. It's almost like they put him on IR. I hate the Titans. <laughs> Love Ryan Suckup. He was so good too. I don't know what is going on. Like because they can't kick field down. goals because they have to go for the touchdown, Ashley. Because they're so bad. I've had to bump and down the rankings. By the way, speaking of kickers, I literally just opened my phone for a second to retweet this show that we're live right now on my Twitter handle. And we got this great email from Katrina Harris, one of our listeners, about why, oh, why. First, I get the news about Henry on IR from this email today. And then I hear on SiriusXM fantasy football that my man Greg is on IR. And then she writes this long email to us, which is really lovely, thanking us for talking about Legatron all the time on our show because he was often her high scorer on her team and she's a life championship. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, Katrina, I hear you. Thank you for the email. And we're so sorry. Yeah, you can't make up those 17 fantasy points you got every points. week like that. <laughs> like Antonio Brown is upsetting and I get it. But Legatron is like <laughs> points out of nowhere <laughs> that you just expected every week. It was just so sad. It's so sad. Oh, it hurts my soul. I'm telling you guys, the Chicago Bears kicker, think about it. Think about it. All right. Well, we'll see if we can play these kickers. We've got the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. So uh, you can start Kenyon Drake, rushed 16 times for 78 yards and a touchdown, plus six catches for 35 last week. You can't bench a guy who has had 16-plus touches the past three games, and he's either had either 100 yards or a touchdown the past four games. The guy has been very, very productive. So you are starting him. Jarvis Landry caught 10 of 13 targets for 99 yards. Again, there's too many targets there for you to even consider benching him. Uh, he got you here, so you need to stick with him. And it's a good matchup, so that should help ease you any worries that you may have. But if you've had Jarvis Landry, I would hope that you don't really have any concerns because – as one of the more elite receivers, he's actually been pretty consistent all year long. So you can feel pretty good about Jarvis Landry. Who you can't feel great about is Devontae Parker. Uh, he was targeted 12 times, but only caught six of them for 89 yards, which is not bad. Uh, this is a good matchup. So he should be able to get you some yardage, but don't get your hopes up for a touchdown as he has not scored since week three. That is insane. I, I mean, 
I don't know why I didn't realize he hasn't scored till week three, but that is just really, really sad. He did not practice Wednesday, so keep an eye on him to make sure that he suits up. If he doesn't, Kenny Stills is your guy. Stills was hot with more, uh, and he's tapered off a bit since Cutler returned. Uh, he was targeted six times, but was only able to catch one of them for eight yards. Um, so I would say that you can only play him if Parker ends up not playing. Um, both would be risky plays in your playoffs because, again, Jay Cutler is the quarterback. Bench, Damian Williams, shoulder. He was limited in Wednesday's practice, and he is hoping to return to action this Sunday. Hard to say what will happen. Um, they did have a nice tandem going between him and Drake prior to him getting injured, but I can't imagine them going away from Drake since Drake has been so hot the last month. I just... I can't see them going away from Drake in a drastic fashion. So, I mean, Damian Williams maybe has some upside, but again, coming off an injury, I don't really love it. And then Dolphins placed tight end Julius Thomas on the IR with a foot injury, ending his season. And from the sounds of it, also ending his career in Miami. Uh, it is expected that the Dolphins will release him once the season is over. This should not be a surprise to anyone, as I've pretty much told you all season long, other than one game, the revenge game against the Broncos, that you had no business playing Julius Thomas. No that is still holds true. Maybe he'll start working for Peyton Manning again because that seemed to be successful for him. Yeah. Selling pizza this time. Anyway. Or being in those commercials. Uh, da, 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 da. That's With the true country too. singer. What's his name? Brad Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the so annoying. So annoying. Combine something I love so much <laughs> with country music that I hate so much. It's just. Insurance that like you love insurance so much? No, Peyton no, Manning. I hate oh. Peyton Manning. Insurance. I was yes. like, I love insurance. No. Like, you've gotten I love weird. Peyton Manning, but you've I hate country. Weird. Music. Although I don't mind weird. Brad Paisley as a person. All right, all right. Like, Let's get back to the Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Uh, this is interesting. Travis Kelsey and uh, Kareem Hunt made the Pro Bowl. Uh, Tyreek Hill also made the Pro Bowl, but as a returner, not as a wide receiver. Intriguing. Interesting. Um, you always start Kelsey. Uh, he didn't practice on Wednesday, though, due to illness. He should be fine, though. No one expects him to miss time. Fun stat. After being suspended in week 15, uh, Marcus Peters was named the defensive player of the week last week. Um, I'm sorry. He was suspended in week 14, and then last mm, week he won defensive player. The flag. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's that's um, good right there, NFL. Yeah, after he embarrassed the Chargers. So that was quick. You know, everything's fine, I guess. So there you go. I'm also starting Alex Smith. You heard me. I think if you're in your championship, I think you need to consider Alex Smith against Miami Dolphins. Sure. Absolutely. I think he is a solid start this week, and not a lot of people are going to tell you that. I get it. I hope I don't totally screw you, but I just have to be honest with you. When I look at the numbers, when I look at the matchup, I just cannot deny that he is one of the better matchups of the week for a guy that we know can get 18 to 25 points. Um, I think it's going to be a 16-point floor, 25-point ceiling, much like the beginning of the season, Alex Smith. Um, I think also, he runs one in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's a possibility too. I, I, I just mm -hmm. think the Miami Dolphins, um, after looking like they were Super Bowl contenders against the Patriots, are back to being the Dolphins. Uh, if you have Kareem Hunt, uh, <laughs> you're starting him. So 
congrats. He's actually doing well for your, your uh, playoffs. So everyone's going to have happy feelings about Kareem Hunt now going into the offseason. So I'm very intrigued as to where he's going to go in ADP next season. Very intrigued. You play Butker, man. Another yeah, kicker that if you can get him, please do, especially against the Dolphins. I'm considering this defense for sure against Cutler now that he's back to being Cutler. And I don't know what to say about Tyreek Hill, you guys. He's boomer bust. But last week, um, 88 yards and a touchdown, which is great. Um, I tweeted out some stats about how he usually scores um, touchdowns in this sort of situations, even though he hadn't been playing well. And some guy changed his um, DFS lineup based on it. And he was like, thank you. I won money. I was like, wow, great. So uh, listen, I, you know, he's one of those guys that just always has that talent, but then he could also get you three points. So I don't know what to tell you about Miami. Um, and is there anyone else on this team? I don't think so. Nope. A lot more people than I have on most of my teams. Mm. All right, get the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots. All right, players that made the Pro Bowl are Richie Incognito, LaShawn McCoy, and Micah Hyde. Congrats to them. Uh, you're starting LaShawn McCoy. This should be a given at this point in time. He had 20 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown, plus another four catches for 46 yards and another touchdown. Uh, four out of the past five weeks, he has had double-digit points in standard leagues. He is a must start and you can feel good about him in this matchup sleeper. I'm going to say Charles clay. He caught five of nine passes for 68 yards last week. This is not a great matchup. I'll be very clear. It is not a great matchup, but I think he is worth a flyer when you are, you know, back to getting the nine targets a game is which we were seeing previously. And with Benjamin, not fully back to himself. I think the Charles clay could put string together another nice little game because he's pretty much the only receiver on this team. So I think he's a decent option. Bench, Calvin Benjamin, only two catches for 20 yards, and he didn't even look remotely like himself. Uh, he did not practice Wednesday and cannot be anywhere near your starting lineup. Far, far too risky. And Tyrod Taylor and Zay Jones, and who did not have a single catch last game, are also on the bench for me. Taylor had a horrible matchup against the Patriots already once this year, so I don't like this matchup at all for him. Fabulous. The Patriots. Well, I mean, I think the big problem is is that, um, first of all, no surprise, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski are in the Pro Bowl. So is fullback James Devlin, who actually has been really good this season, and then specialist Matthew Slater, who, so interestingly, this is his seventh Pro Bowl in a row. Um, yep. Even though he missed seven games, he is the special teams um, captain, and um, he is now tied with Steve Tasker for the most Pro Bowl selections ever by a special teamer. By the way, just for fun, Two kickers are in the pro or in the Hall of Fame. One punter. No other special team specialists. So Isn't people are crazy. Intrigued. Yeah, very weird. Anyway, start Gronk always and start Goskowski always. Just consistency. Um, Rex Burkhead though did suffer a sprained knee. Last week, he is not going to be playing this week, you guys. So a lot of people are into James White. However, James White is on the injury report right now, and he's limited due to an ankle injury that he suffered last week as well. I'm more into Deion Lewis. And by the way, they just played the Bills a couple weeks ago, and Deion Lewis carried the ball 15 times for 92 yards. Uh, but then again, and wouldn't this be wild? What if Mike Gillisley comes back and scores three touchdowns uh, in the first and last weeks of the Patriots? It'd be such a Patriots so thing to do. Patriots. I don't know what to tell you about these guys other than Deion Lewis has been consistent. He looks like a good football player to me, so I'm sticking with him. Um, I wouldn't blame you if you got cute and started someone else over Tom Brady. I told you it's a sign of the apocalypse if Tom Brady is bad three games in a row, and it happened. Did anybody see the report on CNN? I don't know if it's on other news networks about the UFOs. First thing in my mind was no. 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been captured by aliens. And I wonder if he's feeling a little weirded out now that people are on to him. Hovercraft, Tom Brady, alien. Just saying. It's all possible. Yeah. Well, speaking of aliens, (laughs) there's this kind of trainer dude that he has hanging around that I guess there's like rumors that Belichick has asked him not to be in the locker room anymore. This guy, he's a nutritionist trainer, like fitness guru or whatever. Inspirational, motivational. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Rub your back while you're doing weightlifting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, probably all Giselle influence I'm, I'm sure she's in oh, I'm that. sure yeah, I'm sure yeah. but yeah so anyway he actually credits this guy for him being able to play so well at 40 but Bill Belichick supposedly is kind of putting the kibosh on him being in the locker room now and anyway there's all sorts of stories out here I I just think that they're able to play well without Tom Brady playing fantastically which is weird so I don't know I I don't know what I'm doing with him and I think you should a, listen to our SiriusXM show on Saturday nights for the updates, but B, also tweet us about it because I need to hear more going through the week. He is supposedly not on the injury report anymore more with that Achilles injury that he's been dealing with. That's a good thing, but I think we need to keep our eye out on this. Uh, Brandon Cooks um, only had 17 receiving yards last time that he faced the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he played well last week, but, you know, hey, it's it's a bad matchup, but, I you know, you're not sitting Brandon Cooks probably in any of your matchups, let's be honest. Um, the Patriots are back at home too and I do want to point this out all three of Brady's bad games were on the road so I I think there is hope that he could get it together I don't want to lose you your championship game but I do want to point that out and I think that is a huge difference for Tom Brady and for everyone else Chris Hogan was out last week Um, he came back the week before remember he had that one catch and he just looked hobbled and terrible with that shoulder injury Yeah. yeah he's still on the injury report though so keep uh, a look on that and I'm not going to start this defense right now um, they you know single digit points the last few weeks and Tyrod Taylor just doesn't turn over the ball much if Chris Hogan plays you're not starting him though right you I'm can't not. trust him in your championship I right? don't think I can at this point I need to know he's 100% healthy right. he not could totally blow up but like since yeah. we saw him play unhealthy not into it. All right, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers for the Bucks. Defensive tackle McCoy made it to the Pro Bowl. And into fantasy news, Mike Evans. We finally get the guts to bench this man. Yep, man. And um, <laughs> he gets 79 yards and a touchdown. Screw you, Evans. What? So frustrating. I, that guy. Well, hopefully this is the Michael Thomas lecture and we are all good here on out, especially if your championship is in next week. He's been yelled at by me. I said to bench him. Now he's going to play great. So hopefully he's not awful again. You can take the risk. Listen, he's been bad in 2017. We're moving on. It's a new age. Week 16, he's going to do decent. Cameron Bray. OJ Howard was placed on IR with an angry or uh, ankle injury, an anger injury. Maybe that too. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that should be good news for Mr. Bright, but he was limited in pr- Wednesday's practice as well with a hip and knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Bright is a better option than some tight ends out there, but keep an eye on that injury report. Um, as far as the running backs, listen, how many running backs will we see 
this year play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's like not really based on injuries either. It's amazing. Regardless who's in the backfield, I am not starting any of them. Carolina gets a third fewest fantasy points to running backs. If I tell you I am not going to search Mal Williams against the Panthers, then I am sure not going to be starting Mr. Peyton Barber, who is, I guess, the number one back right now. And on my bench as well, I've got Jameis Winston. Congratulations on the good game last week. I still don't trust you. You're not in my lineup, Mm -mm, Mr. Winston. Bye-bye. Mr. Jackson didn't practice on Wednesday after leaving the game on crutches Monday night. Um, I think you should look elsewhere for that flyer. And the Tampa Bay's defense haven't had over six fantasy points in the last four games and only three games with double digits all season. Not good enough. Obviously, I think I would look elsewhere for a kicker this week than Mr. Patrick Murray. As for as far as the Carolina Panthers, listen, we've gotten through quite a few teams thus far, and not that many people have made it to the Pro Bowl. So I'm like, who's going to play? It's weird. Only their <laughs> linebacker uh, made it. Um, as far as the Panthers, though, what a great week for them um, last week. Well done. Um, as far as this week, now that you said Funchess, like everybody did well last week except Funchess, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, mm. was really Thanks, Funchess. That Funchess. was great. Yeah, Funchess was really bad. Yeah. yeah, it was really bad. A Thielen, Antonio Brown, and Devin Funchess put together. AJ Green, oh, it just hurts our soul. Um, I really do believe that he was more of a decoy than an actual participant of the game last week. He didn't practice Wednesday, but that should just be routine. You really need to keep an eye on this injury because he could come in and be decoy again. Really see how he is progressing and how he's doing in practice. Um, So that's really all I can say to you. Um, The the Bucs gave up the absolute most fantasy points to wide receivers. So if he's playing, you're going to really want to play him. So you really need to keep an eye on how healthy he is. Greg Olson! Yep, the man is back. The man is back. We waited till it happened. It sure enough, happened last week. 12 targets, 9 receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. What? This is the Panthers' toughest matchup. But with a stat line like that, I don't think you can bench him. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I will say that not a single tight end has had over 8.2 fantasy points but they really haven't played a good tight end since week four. So I think that you are going to do, he's going to do better than that. I think he's going to get you in double digits. McCaffrey had his great game of the, the best game of his season with 63 yards rushing and caught six passes for 73 yards and a touchdown. I think he will have another nice game. Obviously there are enough targets for McCaffrey and Olsen to share. That makes my heart happy because that was always a worry of mine. And it looks like that they're playing nice. Sharing is caring for the Carolina Panthers. And with that, I'm not ruling out Mr. Stewart either. The Bucs give up the fourth most fantasy points to running back. So I think there's going to be points for Stewart as well. Graham Gano is ranked number 10. You can play him. Carolina's defense, three out of the last four games in double digits. Tampa Bay is in the middle of the road team for defense. So against the defense, I think you can still play the Panthers. All right, we've got the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints. Doing. Sorry. Do. Uh, I was on mute for a second. I was uh, freaking out and dancing, and I didn't want to distract. Um, 
So Julio Jones and center Alex Mack are in the Pro Bowl. Kudos. Alex Mack is one of my favorite players in the National Football League, and I just wanted to say that out loud. He's not a fantasy-relevant guy, but he is so fantasy-relevant at the same time. Ask Devontae Freeman owners. Hello. All right, so um, another disappointing outing from everyone not named Devontae Freeman. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. Um, I'm going to start Matt Bryant for consistency uh, as a kicker and in a dome. And obviously, if we can't have Greg Zerline, we got to have Matt Bryant, I guess. Um, You have to start Julio Jones because the guy could get 250 yards. So as I said, it's just the way that it goes. Supposedly, Jones hurt his ankle on the second play of the game um, in – Last week, um, he didn't practice on Wednesday, still expected to play on Sunday. Two weeks ago, he managed 98 yards off of five catches. Uh, again, you do have to start him. I don't know. Yeah. So there you go. Freeman played out of his mind last week, over 25 points in standard scoring. He is definitely must start whether or not Coleman comes back, you guys. He is definitely the lead back there. Standard scoring, no bonuses. Matt Ryan has yet to have a 20-point fantasy day this season. Which is Period. so crazy, isn't it? Shocking. Shockingly so. Uh, I mean, Several unless you're not even close to 20. Yeah, several not even close. (laughs) And several where, like, if his team wasn't so good around him, it should have been, like, four. But, you know, hey. But from last season to go to this, to me, is shocking. Yeah. It's sad. Last last season was an anomaly. Two weeks ago, he scored six points playing against the Saints. He's doing that again this week. Um, So when he did that, everyone struggled. So, as I said, Julio, though, got 98 yards, so hopefully that continues to be the case, although he has Marshawn uh, Latimer all over him, so that's a little bit bizarre. But uh, Mohamed Sanu was limited with a knee injury all last week and again um, at practice today on Wednesday. He's a risky flex right now, which is too bad because he's kind of my favorite flex player of the year. So uh, at this point, though, because Matt Ryan is a bum uh, and because he has uh, right now a bum knee, a little questionable here, Tevin Coleman's still in concussion protocol, but again – uh, you know, I'd like to say he's a flex. He, actually, earlier this season, he was a pretty solid flex, even when Devontae Freeman was being a baller. But I don't know if I do feel that way right now coming off concussion protocol. I, don't talk to me about Justin Hardy. I'm not going to do it, even though he scored a touchdown. Austin Hooper has not been a thing. And as a rule, I do not start defenses against Drew Brees, even if they're a run first team. Boom. All right. The Saints. Well, we got quite a few pro bowlers here. Your very favorite player, Michael Thomas, Courtney, is mm-hmm. a pro bowler. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, uh, Cameron Jordan, and Marshawn Lattimore are all pro bowlers from this team. Uh, in terms of who you're starting, there they are. There, there's some of them. There's half of them. Yeah. So Drew Brees completed 26 of 36 passes for 285 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns, and an interception uh, last week against the Jets. This week they're up against the Falcons in which they had a nearly identical stat line to last week, two weeks ago when they played. Uh, the game is at home. So he should have do better than he did the last time he played the Falcons. He got about 17 points. So I don't think he's going to do it that much better. I think he's maybe going to get 20 to 21 points in standard scoring, no bonuses. But um, again, that may be enough for you. Michael Thomas caught nine of 11 targets for 93 yards and a touchdown last week and had two weeks, um, two weeks ago against the Falcons, 117 yards and a touchdown. So he has scored the past three weeks. He is a must start again since Courtney has yelled at him. He has done great. You're so welcome. again, here we are hoping for your Mike Evans owners. So Thank you, Courtney. Follow suit. You're welcome. 
Thank you, Courtney. Yes, thank you. Beat me uh, if you need anybody else, I'll do it. <laughs> so, uh, Ingram caught five of six targets for 77 yards and rushed 12 times for another 74 yards and two touchdowns. He had a great, great, great game. I would not expect the same production this week, but you still have to play Ingram. He will still put up points. He will still do fine, but he's not going to score you nearly 30 points. It's just, I just don't think it's going to happen this week. Alvin Kamara also did well rushing 12 times for 44 yards and catching six to seven targets for 45 yards and a touchdown. Again, they got you here. You ride or die with them. They got you here. You are playing them period. End of discussion. Uh, everyone else on the bench, Ted Ginn was limited in practice Wednesday, but that really shouldn't matter because you should not be touching him. He's been terrible the last three weeks. And then Brandon Coleman caught three or five targets for 20 yards and lost two fumbles. I just wanted to cry for him. It was just so brutal. I just felt so bad for him. And Willie Sneed, even though everybody else was doing terribly, Willie Sneed still was only targeted three times for 23 yards, uh, catching only one of them. Neither of them are options. They haven't been options all year. They certainly are not going to be options for you in your playoffs. Bye, Felicia. Los Angeles Chargers, the New York Jets. Willie Sneed, one of the um, biggest disappointments of the 2017 season that no one yeah. talks about. Right behind Terrell Pryor. Oh, I yeah. told you he wasn't going to do anything this year. I told you. It was not I a know. thing. You were not going to be a thing. Except for Ted Ginn's kind of fallen off too. Anyway, let's I also might say, I don't think Mike Evans will be a top 25 receiver next year either. My bold prediction. I'm sorry. I just got um, my Nauseous. breath taken out, but I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. So the Chargers, uh, Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers, defensive end, Joey Bosa, and Casey Hayward, cornerback, uh, all made the Pro Bowl. I think Melvin Ingram should be in there as well. He is Melvin awesome Gordon. Uh, and Melvin Gordon. Put them all in. Melvin Ingram and Melvin yeah. Gordon even. But Melvin Gordon, I, I get it. He's more of a fantasy guy than a real football guy, but still. If you Let's have the see. opportunity to start the Chargers defense against Bryce Petty, seize the day. Carpe diem, as they say. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Go for Bosa. it. Bryce Petty for the win. Ever. You know, hello, <laughs> championship. Uh, I think they have a potential of being like one of those big 25, 35-point defensive scoring units. So you definitely need to check it out. Are they out there? Get them. Um, I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I guess that the Chiefs actually do have Phillip Rivers' number. What happened there? Whoa. Bad. Whoa. I thought, that, I thought oh, Oof, you know, uh... they really bucked the trends. I was completely wrong, guys. I'm sorry. I guess stats just don't matter. It's all about, like, the curse that the Chiefs have on Phillip Rivers, whatever. Anyway, they're playing the Jets this week, so fine. So you start Phillip Rivers. You start Keenan Allen. By the way, he was carted off in the game, but he is supposedly fine and practicing in full. So weird, but Man's true. Yeah. Good for him. Freak. Start Melvin Gordon. Um even though supposedly he's not very good, still one of the funniest things that I've seen written this year. Um, he's also the only charger that came through for you last week, which is also funny. Um, there's only one catch. The chargers put Hunter Henry on IR. Yeah, okay. that's one's sad. So if you have Hunter Henry, you cannot start him, obviously. Now, here's the thing. It's the Antonio Gates show. Now, how funny would it be? He's only had one touchdown this year, and that was to beat the record for Tony Gonzalez's touchdown record. What if he gets one more this week? Could happen. I want you to think about that. Happen. 
All right. Uh, the sleepers of Tyrell Williams, if you need a flex and you're super desperate and you want to take a dart throw. And then the rumors that the Chargers were going to put Austin Eckler on IR as well. Supposedly, he may have broken his hand on that fumble, or maybe he just hurt his hand. Either way, he's practicing limited now. So it sounds like they're not going to put him on IR. I don't know, but I do know he fumbles a lot. So I'm not into that. And just to be funny, the Chargers decided to cut. Travis Coons and they signed Nick Rose. Um, stay away from all kickers that are oh, Chargers huh. because I guess curses exist. It's not only the Chiefs on the Chargers, but Chargers on kickers. Boom. All right, guys, the Jets. Surprisingly, none of them made it to the Pro Bowl. Now, I would disagree. Josh McCown and Robbie Anderson, baby. That's right. right. I don't That's know why, how Anderson right. got, he's got a nod. Maybe, maybe he'll be an, an alternate. Tip of the hat. Robbie Anderson should make an alternate. That's right, Ashley. He should. Now, I know the running backs did well last week, but I think this team should all just stay on your bench. The Chargers defense is really good, and Bryce Petty is not so good. So I'm not going to go over the list of people, but all of them, including Robbie Anderson, sorry, Robbie, should all remain on your bench this season or this year. I should say, excuse me, this game. And really for the rest of the year, because if your championship is in week 17, you're not starting them either because they're still going to have Bryce Petty moving on. Denver Broncos, the Washington Redskins. Well, I don't have a whole lot more positive things to say about the Broncos either in terms of who made the Pro Bowl, Von Miller and Akeem Tlaib both made the Pro Bowl. Uh, I've only got one must start, and that is C.J. Anderson, who rushed 30 times for 158 yards against the Colts. He had a great game. Now, I want to point out that the Colts are terrible terrible so this game was an extreme right this game was an outlier but i do think that anderson is a must start for the fact that he got 22 touches two weeks ago and then 30 touches last week he finally is seeing the volume that we were yelling about all season to give him the ball so we could get into a rhythm um to me this makes him an rb2 again since the offensive coordinator change uh we're seeing some production out of anderson and we're seeing a little bit more establishment of him as the lead back um so i'm okay with him Sleeper Demarius Thomas caught five, eight targets for 69 yards last week. Uh, and you can only be considered in as a flex in leagues where you do not have any other options. In my opinion, he's only scored one time in the past four games. I think the upside is too low at this point in time for you to risk it again. He's got, he's kind of getting you around six points. Uh, so if that's good enough for you, then he can be in your flex, but there's not a whole lot of upside in general there. Bench, Devontae Booker, and Charles' role have been greatly minimized the past two weeks, as we talked about, uh, while Anderson has been running all over the place. Um, but what I will say is Booker did rush 11 times for 39 yards and had a 10-yard catch. So, again, that was an insane matchup against really bad Colts. So I do not expect Booker to be as involved this week as he was. So he needs to be benched. Emmanuel Sanders is day-to-day with a bruised right ankle and should also not be considered for your championship game. He also needs to be benched. Another player that has had a horrible season – that we just have not fully addressed because it's just so sad. Don't know what to do with it. Cody Latimer might have had a 60 yards and a touchdown last week, but that's kind of a one-hit wonder kind of a day thing. Don't do it, guys. No, you were in your playoffs. Don't you not- even at me about Cody don't Latimer. Even, don't even We were at the draft for him. We knew that he wasn't going to work out that day, right, Courtney? That's right. Yeah, that's our so sassy You don't sign right an autograph, there. you're not a Denver Bronco. Nope. Not at heart. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So um, what I will say is in terms of who will be the quarterback this week, because that does make a difference on this team. Well, Brock Osweiler completed 12 of 17 for 194 yards and two touchdowns, but 
Coach Vance Joseph said that he is yet to decide who will be the starting quarterback this week. And they're going to wait till the end of the week to make that decision. With that said, it's looking like Brock will get the nod, um, as it should be. I'll be surprised if Paxton Lynch actually gets to play, but who knows, right? It's up in the air at this point they're in time. All awful. Uh, and Trevor Simeon was placed on IR, which doesn't really matter to you, but he's at least out of that potential starting quarterback contention at this point in time. Sad day. All right, the Redskins, uh, Trent Williams, Brendan Scherf, and Ryan Kerrigan are all at the Pro Bowl. Um, I still hate this team. Still really, really hate them. Mr. P. Ryan has now had three games back-to-back under seven fantasy points. Congratulations. You are awful. I told you to bench him last week. Hopefully you did. And I'm telling you to bench him this week again. Listen. He only has one rushing and one receiving touchdown on the season. I know there is slim pickings when it comes to running backs, but this could be really dicey, you guys. And I think you need to find somebody who's on a hot team who maybe isn't even playing well, but could do well because their team is doing better. Okay? This is just bad. P. Ryan, not my flavor. Jameson Crowder found the end zone last week, but I don't think he will do that again this week. He is walking into the no-fly zone against the Denver Broncos. I do not even like him in PPR. He will most likely not get double digits in PPR leagues either because I don't think they're going to risk targeting him as much because they're afraid of the interceptions. So I just don't like Crowder at all across the board. As far as the Washington defense, they're sleepers. They're they're ranked so high because of the matchup, obviously. But buyers beware. They have had six games with five or less points in the last ten games, including a game that had no points and a game that had negative three points. So Washington's defense alone, not good. This is a good matchup. So yeah. wait. Pros and cons here. On your bench, Kirk Cousins. Cousins has been awful lately. Now he faces the Broncos. No, you cannot start him. Dustin Hopkins, no. Vernon Davis had negative points last week. This might be a good matchup on paper, but Jack Doyle, Julius Thomas, Tyler Croft, and Rob Gronkowski had under eight fantasy points in the last five weeks against the Broncos. I'm saying no Vernon Davis. Brandon's got him ranked at number 18, and I like that, Brandon Marianne Lee. Yeah. I like nah. that a lot. This is a, this is nah. a trap. It's fool's gold on this match. Fool's gold. It's fool's gold. Nah, I'm low on Vernon Davis. Glad we're on the same page. Thank you. Proudy. We're here. We're here together. I got, I got, I said to my youngest daughter, you got an eye on me? She's like, no, I've got two eyes on <laughs> That's how I feel about us right now. <laughs> All right. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars and the San Francisco 49ers. All right, Pro Bowlers, Clays Campbell, Malik Jackson, A.J. Boy, and Jalen Ramsey. Congrats to you guys. Again, a fantastic defensive core. So I will start with your must-start is the Jags defense playing the 49ers. Yes, please. Yes, please. But uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the next coming of I, Brandon, you know my feeling of Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you can't get me this worked out mid-show. I can't. Why just is everybody wait, still so Mr. excited Higgins, about Jimmy Garoppolo? Just you wait. I don't understand Just you wait. It. We'll talk about him in a minute. And then you can go crazy. Okay. Let's move on. I'll temper my rage. Okay. Um, we'll get back to who we should start for the Jags. Coach Doug Marone said Leonard Fournette will play this week. So for any Fournette owners who made it through without him, and I'm sorry, that was a really brutal loss, but hey, at least you found out 
uh, a little bit early versus him being a really late call. Uh, he should be good to go. It is a very easy matchup. So even if he's not 100%, he should still be able to produce for you. You are playing Leonard Fournette. Sleepers, uh, Alan Hearns did return to practice Wednesday, but I am not sure where he's going to fit into this mix. So he could fill in for Marquise Lee, who seems to be out this week with an ankle sprain. Uh, last week, D.D. Westbrook was supposed to have an amazing week. And I am sorry, I will openly say I told a lot of people to play D.D. Westbrook on Twitter because he had a great matchup and should have had an amazing game. Uh, unfortunately, Bortles found Jaden Mickens instead for four or five for 61 yards and two touchdowns. It was infuriating. It was outrageous. So I apologize. I am sorry. Those were supposed to be Westbrook's touchdowns. I am sorry. Uh, instead, Westbrook only caught two of two targets for 21 yards. Um, I have to believe that Westbrook will bounce back this week uh, and he can be placed in your flex role. But Keelan Cole might actually be the, suffer the safer bet. He caught seven of nine targets for 186 yards and a touchdown, and he now has three weeks in a row with a touchdown. So there's a nice chemistry between Cole and Bortles, and so I think go play Cole. I really like Keenan Cole. I think he's a great option this week. Now, Blake Bortles, who I know I talk about a lot, and I will say rightfully so at this point, completed 21 of 29 passes for 326 yards and three touchdowns. He has another great matchup this week, my friends, and is the best streamer of the week per usual and only owned in 59% of Yahoo League. So guys, he is still out there. He's still out there. All you Andy Dalton owners, go get yourself some uh, Blake Bortles. Kirk Cousin owners, go get yourself some Blake Bortles. Do Go it. Get yourself some Blake Bortles. All right. We got the mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers. The fullback has made it to the Pro Bowl. I have him on my keeper league. I don't know why he's so special, but okay. Uh, let's start with the actual team, though. Robbie Gold. That's the kicker you need to pick up. Gold is one point away from being tied for second place in fantasy points for kickers. You might be scared of the matchup, but Gold has had double-digit fantasy points in the last three weeks, and the 49ers are on a hot streak, people. P.S. He's available in 75% of leagues, so he's your perfect Greg Zerloin fill-in. Bloop, yes, Robbie he Gold. is. Um, sleepers, Carlos Hyde. At this point, I don't think you can trust him. I'm sorry. He rushed 16 times last week for 25 yards. Only two running backs have had double digits since week 10 against the Jags, and they both had reception touchdowns, which Hyde has had none of those all season. So that, my friends, not, not a positive thing going into this this game marquise goodwin had another good game last week 13 targets 10 receptions for 114 yards so here's the deal he will be against jalen ramsey mm, that scares me i still like his upside but his ranking reflects where i think he should be in your lineup and he's listed as questionable and didn't practice on wednesday so keep an eye on his injury if you need him in that flex spot and ashley here we go let's get into jimmy garoppolo shall we his fantasy points Lux. have been going in the right direction ashley i will say this and i think he could have some real value next year sorry ash he threw over 40 times last week and had a 381 yards and a touchdown now on paper this is the hardest matchup for a quarterback but if Blaine Gabbert can get 17 fantasy points against the Jacksonville Jaguars three weeks ago, I think Garoppolo could have similar numbers, Ashley. Yes, you heard me. If Goodwin plays, I like Garoppolo, especially in a two-quarterback league, super flex. I do like Garoppolo. Sorry, it's in. Well, it's a stretch. Okay. I, need, I need to listen, stop you here. Listen, I not even second quarterback. If you're sick of playing Carr, 
Mariota, Kirk Cousins, all guys that are supposed to be starting quarterbacks Gross. in fantasy. Garoppolo okay, is your you, man. Okay, but let, let's be really clear here. If you listen to our show, there is no way that you are still starting Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota. I'm sorry. If you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, people talk yeah, about him. About, like, he's, like, like he's the second coming here. He had, what, 10 points, 15 points, and then 18 points in standard leagues. I'm sorry. They are talking as if he's this fantastic quarterback and there's all this rage about rave about him. He's maxed out 18 points thus far. And I think this week he'll probably get you maybe like 17, 18 points. But again... Why are we all freaking out about Jimmy Garoppolo on for 18 points? On the 49ers, Ashley. You forget what team he plays I for. I get Give the expectation is low. Fantasy points. People ask expectation questions. Expectation is low. Jimmy Garoppolo over Blake Bortles. No. Absolutely well, not. not absolutely Blake not Bortles. should you start over Blake Bortles. Absolutely not should you start him over Matthew Stafford even. There are people that are literally thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo is this fantastic quarterback. And I just don't think he is. I don't think he is. Garoppolo could have more fantasy points than Stafford this week. No, I wouldn't start him over Stafford, but I'm just saying it is a possibility. He's also undefeated in the National Football League as a starter. Boom! Drop the mic. Drop the mic. I'm just mean. putting that out there. I mean. <laughs> he's he's played Chicago, Houston, and Tennessee. I have him ranked low because the only quarterback that had a decent week against the Jaguars is Russell Wilson. Who put so much effort into it that the next week he literally looked like a shell of himself. Well, Blaine Gabbert got 17 fantasy points. That's true. But that was a revenge game. So those are the only two teams. Those are the only two people that had 17 or more fantasy points against the Jaguars all season. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, I'm just saying it's a possibility. Let's I agree. I agree. A, we'll move I just on. want to tell you why he was ranked low for me. But I, I do agree he's a dart throw. He's a good dart throw. And uh, you can listen to our SiriusXM show because I'm sure we will be back at this mm -hmm. uh, in studio when we're like three feet away from each other. So it could get messy, could get, <laughs> get dirty. All right. And here's another one. Garrett Selleck. I know I really haven't talked about him much, but Selleck has I'm had three games with 12 fantasy points in standard leagues over the last five games. Jacksonville gives up the fifth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Um in the other two games where he didn't score 12 fantasy points, he had three and 0.7. So the floor is very low. Um, but we're talking tight ends here. All of their floors are low. And San Francisco 49ers defense, obviously, tied for the worst defense in fantasy. Um, so points. So you could definitely bench them. We have the Seattle Seahawks, the Dallas Cowboys. All right, pro bowlers, Jimmy Graham, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, and Earl Thomas, congrats to you. Uh, in terms of who you're starting... Russell Wilson, I'm so sorry. He stunk. He completed just 14 of 30 pass attempts for 142 yards and just one touchdown. As Brandon said, he looked like a shell of himself. Uh, he did rush for 39 yards, but he also fumbled twice, losing one of them, and added a safety to the brutal day. Um, it was bad. I'm not going to lie to you. But the Rams have had his number, apparently, this year and have been pretty much the only team to really have his number. Uh, you are playing him. I'm sorry. You're going to play him. Therefore, no one else fared well last week either because of how poorly, uh, I don't want to say just Russell Wilson played, but it wasn't good. Doug Baldwin caught just one of four targets for six yards. The Cowboys give up the six most points to wide receivers, so I do think he's going to bounce back this week and you are still starting Doug Baldwin. I'm bumping Jimmy Graham into the sleeper category, and I know you're still going to start him, but it's just for my own sanity that I'm bumping him down because I'm angry. Um, 
he's been terrible the past two weeks. Terrible. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he caught one of three targets for negative one yards last week. Luke Wilson scored, so that was irritating. Uh, it is an average matchup. So I guess you, you still have to play him, but I don't know. I just, wow, it's been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Tyler Lockett caught two or three targets for just eight yards, and Paul Richardson caught two of seven targets for 18 yards. It is a good matchup. So I think if you are desperate and you need to play one of these guys, then Richardson for me is a guy just because he's got more targets. Uh, so I think he's a, a good option, and he's also a deep play threat guy so i like him bench jd mckissick rushed six times for 20 yards and caught three of four for 38 mike davis who we get tons of questions about rushed only six times for 19 yards and caught both of his targets for 20 no 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 i don't know how many times i can sit there and tell you not to play a seattle running back do not put your championship on the line by playing a seattle running back don't do it to yourself do not do it to yourself now on to the dallas cowboys they uh, had uh, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and Demarcus Lawrence for the Pro Bowl. Congrats to you. News, Tyron Smith is dealing with a sprained knee and is questionable this week, uh, that offensive lineman. I don't know what to make of this news. That could impact not only Dak, but also Elliott. Um, Dak did bounce back a little bit, uh, even when uh, you know Smith was in and out. So I don't know what to say. Hopefully it doesn't impact too much. But he completed 18, 27 passes for 212 yards and two interceptions, plus six carries from the 32. It is a bad matchup this week. So I don't love him. I think that uh, he will get right around 13 points, in my opinion. So again, it, I think you should look elsewhere if you can. Uh, this will not be a strong game for Dak Prescott. Des Bryant caught two of four targets for 59 yards. Not his best day either. I think he will do better with Zeke back, though, and I think he will score this week. So um, I'd say wide receiver three flex, in my opinion, for Des. I don't even like him as a wide receiver two because, again, I don't think it'll be a, a super high-scoring game. Speaking of which, though, Ezekiel Elliott has completed his six-game suspension and will be able to play this week. If he plays, you play him, even though it is not the most desirable matchup. For this comeback game, you're still playing Ezekiel Elliott regardless. Sleepers, Jason Witten caught four or five passes for 47 yards. He's gotten either 40 yards um, or a touchdown the past month. So that's where you're looking at the floor with him. Although with Zeke back, that could change. It's not a great matchup, but I think for tight ends, that's, that's a pretty decent kind of floor that we've been looking at the last month. So I think he's a decent option. Bench, Terrence Williams, and Cole Beasley. Don't do it. All right, we got the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals. Believe it or not, people, Landon Collins is on in the Pro Bowl for the New York Giants. They have a rep. Whoop, whoop. All right, so um, I'm dead serious. I think Sterling Shepard is the play of the week this week. Uh, last week, he came back in full, you guys. 11 catches off 16 targets for 139 yards and a touchdown last week against the Eagles. Before he got hurt, too, he caught 11 passes for 142 yards at San Francisco. He's a volume play, and I love it, especially in PPR leagues. And also, Evan Engram is fully back, too, as well, you guys. Eight catches off of 13 targets for 87 yards. I am very into them. The Giants' defense has scored between negative one and three points in standard scoring over three weeks, but they're playing Drew Stanton, so I got to yep. think about that. So I, I think they're an intriguing pick, everybody. Don't trust Wayne Gallum or Orleans Darkwell. You don't know who's going to get touchdowns or touches. Blah. Tavares King had two touchdowns last week, but right now um, he's on the injury report. Roger Lewis went for 74 yards, um, and by injury report, I mean he's in concussion protocol, so sorry everybody who thinks that he's a flyer. No kicker, as always, and then Eli Manning. I mean, of course, he had his best game 
against Philadelphia Eagles, who's actually a really good defense. Who knew that Carson's ACL, Carson Wentz's ACL, would affect their defense? Hmm. Moving on. Hmm. <laughs> so for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson, and Buda Baker all made a team. Uh, as Brian said, Drew Stanton will be the Cardinals quarterback this week. Yes, that is right. After touting Blaine Gabbard, they have pulled the trigger and are back to Stanton. Uh, what I will say is Larry Fitzgerald is still a must-start for me. He caught 5 of 10 targets for 60 yards. That's not the thing to be super enthused about. Uh, but perhaps with Stanton back, this will be in a good matchup that Fitz will be able to shine and bounce back. There certainly is the upside there for him, so I think that this is he's still a decent option. Sleepers, Kerwin Williams, he had 61 yards off 17 carries, but he did hurt his quad last week. He did not practice Wednesday, so keep an eye on him. If he doesn't play, Elijah Penny will be your guy, and again, what is a really good matchup. Flex only at this point because it's pretty unreliable. You don't have a whole lot of data to look at to predict, uh, but again, it's a really good matchup. Bench, Ricky Seals-Jones, only two catches, too risky. I like Witten better, and then J.J. Nelson and John Brown are also too risky for your championship. All right, the first game of Monday. Uh, Merry Christmas, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Houston Texans. Merry Christmas. The Pittsburgh Steelers have eight, a league-high eight players in the Pro Bowl, which includes Antonio Brown, uh, Villanova. Uh, we got um, the, the Castro, Pouncey, Roethlisberger, Bell, Shazier, and Boswell. Look at all that. Decent. Uh, okay. So anyway, I'm tired. Okay. Clearly start Le'Veon Bell. Duh. Okay. Unfortunately, I would normally say clearly start Antonio Brown, but unfortunately he is out. Okay. That one really hurts. Uh, okay, you guys. So he left the game last week, went to the hospital. It's a severe contusion to his lower leg. They're hoping that he's going to be back for the playoffs, but they mean their playoffs, not our playoffs, so you have to replace him. Now, here's the deal. I like both Juju and Martavis Bryant this week. Houston is nutty bad at defending the pass, like seriously, seriously bad. Last week, uh, they surrendered 186 yards and a touchdown to Ke Keelan Cole, two touchdowns to Jaden Mickens, 16 surrendered touchdowns to wideouts, tied for third most in the league on the year, and then also 2,361 receiving yards mm -hmm. to wide receivers, which is the fifth most. Uh, and I'm not into Eli Rogers as much. I'm going to just stick with the Juju and Martavis in your championship week. I know that Eli, you know, scored a touchdown, whatever. Um, I'm starting Boswell. I'm starting their defense against TJ Yates. It's just tragic over there. Um, it's an away game, but it's Houston. So I'm starting Roethlisberger too, you guys. He's red hot right now. So please don't make a mistake there. And I did want to let you know in case you're crazy about uh, handcuffs and you do have a week 17 and you're worried that they're going to encapsulate everything for the playoffs and Le'Veon Bell's not going to play. J James Conner was put on IR. So they picked up Steven Ridley. So if you are scared about week 17, I will give you that heads up right now jesse james is a sleeper because he just keeps getting red zone targets now obviously his touchdown got called back last week which was super controversial we're not going to get into that but he is an interesting flyer again this week i guess just start the steelers boom all right the texans deandre hopkins this man cannot be stopped step aside jacksonville hopkins 80 yards and a touchdown last week brilliant and of course no one else did anything. Second receiver in fantasy points and standard scoring. Obviously, he's a must-start. As far as Lamar Miller, he's been going in the wrong direction when it, over the last three weeks. Last week, he had a total of 33 yards. This isn't the best matchup, but it's not the worst either. Both Collins and Allen had double-digit fantasy points two weeks ago, but can you trust Miller? 
can you? I hope you have a better option. We have him ranked 20th, so he's right there on the cuff of being a starter. I struggle with him. I'm struggling with him. Um, if you're an owner, I'm sure you feel the same way. Hopefully, you have somebody else you can put in in that spot. And we mentioned TJ Yates. He should be on the waiver wire, shouldn't be owned. And because he's not great, I don't think you can start Will Fuller, Steven Anderson, anybody else who's not named DeAndre Hopkins. Houston's defense, ever since the Texans lost Deshaun Watson in week eight, the defense has been awful, you guys. Only yeah. one game with more than six fantasy points. Drop them. Find somebody else. Points are points, you guys. Points are points. All right, last game. The Oakland Raiders, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Raiders. Michael Crabtree was targeted 17 times last week. Hello. Not to mention the week, last week he had two touchdowns. I love him. You're playing him. Duh. Obviously, no Amari Cooper. And I love that that's just a fact at this point. Marshawn Lynch has been worth a start over the last six games, but this one is going to be tricky for him. I'm not saying bench him, but be prepared for him to get under 10 fantasy points, you guys. The Eagles are very tough against running backs at home. In fact, they have not allowed a single rushing touchdown to a running back. And seeing how Lynch has had no receiving touchdowns on the season, that does not bode well for him. Just putting that out there might be dicey for him. Derek Carr has been nothing special this year. I don't think you can trust him in your championships. We said this. If you listen to our show, you know you're not starting him. 175 yards last week. I can't. I can't. Jared Cook deserves nothing. The Raiders' defense are tied for the worst defense as well. So, obviously, <laughs> you're not starting them. Ashley, the Eagles. Nice. So the Eagles are still trying to clinch home field advantage. So lucky for you, all your players should still be playing this week. I can't say the same for next week. So we'll talk about that next week's show. But this week, you should be fine. Zach Ertz caught nine of six targets for 56 yards and a touchdown. Standard Ertz must start to see he's been all season long and a great matchup, which is some extra good news here. Love me some Ertz. He's great. Alshon Jeffrey caught four of 10 targets for 49 yards and a touchdown. And in good news, he seems to be able to produce with Foles still. So this was a question mark of what's this chemistry going to look like with Foles. Uh, this is not the easiest matchup in the world, but I think he'll be able to get you at least nine points in standard leagues. Um, so you can still play him. Nelson Aguilar, seven of nine targets for 59 yards and a touchdown. Similar situation to Jeffrey. I'd say flex option for him. Wide receiver three flex is about where Nelson Aguilar will fall. Uh, sleepers, Nick Foles. You can play 24 38 passes for 237 yards and four touchdowns. Now, this was against the Giants, who are super terrible. So don't expect the same production this week. Although Oakland isn't a whole lot better. I still think Bortles is a better stream, but I don't hate Foles. I don't hate Foles. I am a little nervous, as Courtney said, that usually that first week they play okay, and then the second week it's like, what just happened? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous that might happen Foles here, had his good week. He did. But hopefully not. I think it's a decent option. I think Ajay Ajayi is another person that is a sleeper. He rushed 12 times for 49 yards and caught two targets for another 40. Uh, the past two weeks, he has scored eight points. So he could be used in a flex position if eight points is enough for you. Uh, not a whole lot of upside here. But again, eight seems to be pretty consistent the last few weeks. Uh, so that may be just what you need. And then everybody else is benched. Although the defense, you could probably, you can play. And Jake Elliott is a kicker that might be out there for you. He's owned about 70% of Yahoo leagues, but he's thinking double digit points for majority of the season. So go look for him. If you were a Greg Zerline owner and see if he's out there. 
All right, you guys, week 16. Good luck, everybody, in your championship games. A lot of questionable players out there, guys. So make sure to listen to our SiriusXM Fantasy Sports radio show from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. A lot of questionable players. Scary times, scary times. Also, don't forget to ask us your questions on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.